<laughs> T. I didn't want any of this. You, you're fading away. No. We're gonna figure this out. I'm scared. I'm scared. It's gonna be okay. We'll, we'll look in the zeal archives or find something in Balthazar's computer. I know. The epoch is probably just in the back there. I'll hop in and we can travel to before any of this happened. That'll fix it. No! No! Gee! Stay here! Please! Please don't leave me. Okay. I'm here. What do you need? How did things get so bad? How did we get here? When this all started, it was so much fun. Unit, I do refuse. Our unit, we need to move off the cliff. Piss off, ghost! I'm here, T. I... 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 I don't know. It was supposed to be a fun little experiment. And now it's a huge mess. I know. I know how this all started. It's... It's my fault. No, it's not. We did this together. Yes, it is. Don't you remember? The recording. You know, you do there. The experiment. No, there's, there's more. There's, there's more to it than that. Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! No! 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 Hold on. I'll find something in the archives. <laughs> Not right. <laughs> Not right. <laughs> it hurts. Okay, glitch. No. Hore? Not even close. Gotta be something here. Chrono? What the hell am I gonna do with Chrono at a time like this? one chance. The strongest point of the space-time distortion generated by Lavos. The peak of Death Mountain. But will it work? That will depend on your thoughts. Hello everyone and welcome to the Zeal Archives, covering the A to Z of the world of Chrono Trigger. Today as we dig into the archives, we're going to be talking at a little place called Death Peak. Why are we talking about something that's at the end of the game, in the middle of a season? Uh, you can think of this episode as like Who's Line, where the timeline is made up and nothing ordered matters. With me today, as always, is my good friend, Nick G. Hey, everybody. I'm really excited to be here and talk about how much Death Peak sucks and how much I hate it. Oh, what? I these are groundbreaking <laughs> facts that I am hearing for the first time legitimately now. Actually, let's dig into that right now. Forget whatever order. Let's throw orders completely to the wind. If you haven't played Chrono Trigger and you're listening to the podcast, 
right now. First of all, thank you. Second of all, why? And third of all, spoilers. We're going to have some pretty significant spoilers in this episode in particular. We're going to talk about Death Peak, what it is, why it's named as such. But fundamentally, part of that is Death Peak is a side quest, one of the most important question mark side quests in the game of Chrono Trigger, because this side quest is about Chrono dying at a pivotal point in the plot and you bringing him back from the dead. G, what did you think of the Chrono side quest, the Death Peak side quest, if you will? Now, I'll preface it by saying like, like your protagonist dies in a JRPG. I'd never seen such a thing before. I was blown away. You can beat the game without Chrono. I'm used to the, the protagonist being not only in your party, but like locked, unremovable from the party. So like the idea that he was as interchangeable as any of the other characters was blew me away. I, I liked sort of the, vi- the vibe of the side quest. The fact that, that that place you thought at the beginning at the Millennial Fair with that was so insignificant becomes very significant all of a sudden. And, um, and that putting a doll in place of a person in time is works. <laughs> Time travel isn't an exact science. (laughs) It's more art than science. Um, You mentioned that in most JRPGs, your character, the protagonist of all things, is locked in for the entire game. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing about Chrono Trigger. Right up until the point where Chrono dies, that is also true. You cannot remove Chrono from the party. He is locked into your party. And, And funnily enough, you have no access to triple techs that do not include Chrono until he leaves your party, I'm pretty sure. Yes, you need to use a rock to use a triple tech, which itself is fascinating. What does the rock bestow upon people that Chrono has? Yeah, what innate ability does Chrono have to generate triple techs? That is something we'll have to try to remember (laughs) to bring up when we talk about Chrono. The Chrono side quest is one of several. There's pretty much a side quest for every character, plus there's the Black Omen and plus there's Fiona. And when I think about the other side quests in particular, as compared to Chrono, it's like, it's moving, but it's also like slightly weird. It's it's definitely fascinating that one, the main character got killed off, and two, you get to bring him back, and that's optional. I didn't know until doing the research for this episode that the canonical ending is the reunion ending where Chrono is dead. What? Yeah. You've beaten Lavos, all this good stuff happens. Whether or not you've saved Magus, whether or not you've saved Lara, whether or not the Epoch crashed in the shell, you decide, even after Gaspar is like, oh no, the portals are closing, Luca and Marl and everybody's like, screw it, we're going to go save Chrono. And it ends with you at Death Peak walking into the mists where there's a silhouette of, of Chrono. Oh, that's right. That's the canonical ending. Like, that never happens for us because the first thing we do in the race against time is get Chrono back because it turns out he's pretty useful. He's one half of Falcon Head. You can't let that, uh, let that go to waste. Yeah. And I like it. I don't think it's my favorite one, but I think it's because in terms of the things that you do to complete the side quest, it's not super interesting. Like you talk to some people, you go up on the mountain and that's it. Yeah. It's not not very long. Jasper's just like, here's the time egg. Here's the chrono trigger that gives you access to the ability to manipulate time. But like in that one particular way. It'd be neat if it gave you some kind of like additional time powers that the Epoch doesn't, but as soon as you save Chrono, it's destroyed. I think that'd be kind of neat. I would be really impressed with the Super Nintendo programmers. <laughs> they had a hard enough time just making time travel work without accidentally causing events going and going to the same places a second time. Oh, that's true. Now is probably as good a time as any to dig into like what the side quest of Death Peak of, of Chrono is. Because if you explore the game, if you're the kind of person who plays a JRPG 
and decides to wander around the map, you may have already stumbled across Deathbeak. I know that I did. I don't know why I did, because it's a really sucky experience the first time you do it. Sure is. Yeah. Early on in the game, in 2300 AD, if you decide to go south of Aerostome, where you talk to Doan and some other folks, and before you eventually run into Robo, um, you can go through some sewers, you can go past Sir Crawley, who, early on in the game, is a pain in the butt. And if you do that, you may have noticed or even tried to scale the imposing mountain, Death Peak. I only remember Sir Crawley being a chump. Exactly! (laughs) This is the funny thing. If you don't go south at the beginning of the game, for one thing, in most parts of the game, you never have a need to go back to previous areas, uh, with some exceptions. Especially 2300 AD. 2300 AD is pick up Robo. 2300 AD is like a single line. Just follow it from west to east. The funny thing is when Chrono dies and you go talk to Gaspar and he tells you about all these different important things going on, these different side quests, uh, I forget who you talk to, but they they hint, it's like, oh, wait, where have we seen this before? And then the game will show you a place you have never been. Yeah, it'll show you, it'll literally show you on the map. It'll scan to it, right? Actually, hold up. The Keeper's Dome is where the Epoch is. Yeah. Sorry, it's when that happens. It's when the game's like, huh. Where have we seen something like this? The game pans to a spot that you've never seen before. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. Anyway, if you eventually go that way, either because you're finally getting the Ebok or because it's the end of the game and you want to explore everything, you walk up the mountain. It's really windy. If you're not running, you'll just be blown off of the map. And eventually you'll be blown off the map anyway because the wind picks up. Fun. Mm. You know where I'm going with this. (laughs) You, you, You have to be like pixel perfect. To, to like hide, even hide behind the tree properly, especially depending on what kind of controller you're using to play this game. I have tremendous unnecessary frustration. I'm going to say at that at that first at that first section. Yeah, because it's it's very by the numbers. At the end of the game, you talk to Gaspar. He plays Chrono's memories song. He's like, "Oh wait, I've got more." He gives you the the time egg, the titular Chrono trigger. You go talk to Balthazar. He gives you a bunch of mini robots. You shut him down forever, which is a little sad. Yeah. And then finally you can get onto the mountain. The little robot turns into a tree because that makes sense. They couldn't have like jets to just push you up somewhere up the mountain. Yeah, he sends, he's like, I will send these three robots to help you. And then, you know what? After playing it a few times, when, why didn't you send like eight robots? I could have used the help. <laughs> yeah. And then making matters worse, as you were describing, one of them turns into a tree. And if you are not pixel perfect and you run slightly too far to the left or to the right, or if you're running when you should be walking, whatever. The tree is supposed to block the wind, but if you don't do it perfectly, you get blown off the mountain, and you gotta do it again. And that wouldn't be so bad, except there's not one tree. I think there's like two or three of them. Yeah, and if it feels like it feels difficult in the way that none of the rest of the game is. Like, it feels like a platformer at that point. Like, you have to get it just right, and that's like not what the game's been to this point. No! And as you continue exploring Death Mountain, there's another semi-frustrating spot like that. You eventually like go up the mountain, you get to the zigzaggy bridge area, and there's wind as well. It's pushing you down, but you can kind of just like run to sprint upwards and let the wind push you down. And even if you fall down, you don't fall off the mountain. You fall into an area you've already been before. Yeah. I remember there being one of the robots there, but I don't remember it actually helping you. Could I have played the game again to remember how the section goes? Absolutely. But instead, I looked it up. <laughs> and the three robots, the first one is the tree. Mm-hmm. The second one, I think, tells you something. Actually, it might be the last two that tells you tell you things. Like, one gives you a hint. Yeah. 
The other ones are decidedly less interesting. They they just give you like little bits of information. That one should like form a wall or something. <laughs> so you can't get blown up. Yeah, it, the other two don't tell you very much. As you're going up the mountain, you encounter three lavo spawns. Woo. Yeah. They're Ugh. they're not another thing that makes this not super interesting for me in terms of the different side quests is the lavo spawns aren't hard. No, they, you you uh, you just have to use uh, single focused attacks. I mean, you get that hundred tech points or hundred twenty tech points. You get a lot of tech points from the lavo spawns. You do, um, but like, nah, they're not that fun to fight. No, and like, uh, I think it's like Final Fantasy Chronicles. Or like, there's a hint provided with the the game or a book that came with the PS one version or something. It's like always attack the head. If you do that, you are fine. Like, it's not even. It's like a mini boss, but it's the chumpiest of mini bosses. The head has 4,000 HP. The shell has 10,000, but it also has crazy defense. And every time you hit the shell, it attacks everyone. Yeah. I mean, at 4,000 HP, by the time you're at the levels that you should be at, when you hit death peak, not not that hard. Yeah. And you just wait it out. You beat him and that that's it. You can try him an elixir off them if you want. I found out, and this is kind of interesting and I might want to try it sometime. You can defeat the shell and not the head. Weird. And if you do that, there's just a tiny floating head sprite. <laughs> that's wild yeah that's pretty messed up but uh you beat the lava spawns you get through the frustrating windy bits you find some reasonably sweet loot um not the best loot but some decent stuff to get you going through the game i remember there's some like good stuff for magus on death peak what do i have here uh we have dark helm which is for the male characters cut shadow damage by 50 percent i got some frog stuff there's a magic ring which boosts your magic by six yeah, and check out the rings. The rings are pretty good. A lot of this is just gear that gets you until you get through the next side quest. All of these are like pretty good, but none of them are the best in any of their categories. No, and with the exception of like the rainbow shell side quests, like most of the side quests are pretty short. Yeah. After not too long wandering through Death Mountain, which you'd think would be really treacherous, but really isn't, uh, you get to the summit and you get a nice little touching cutscene where uh, whoever's in your party... Is Marl required? I don't even remember. Ooh, maybe not. It feels like, I always feel like Marl is there. She's definitely there in the ending, like in the reunion ending. But yes, um, she might not be. No, I don't think she's required. Yeah. But whoever's there says something different depending on who is there. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's really hilarious when you're playing because the time egg, the chrono trigger just floats up into the air and that explodes. And you're like, cool. That was definitely worth it. Let me add something here. Which, which seems a little surprising for, for the way Death Peak is built up. No boss. That's right. Most of the other side quests have a boss. You fight three Lavo spawns, but they're like they're all kind of mini bosses, but there's no boss. There's no, there's no like capper to Death Peak. It's just like, oh, you did it. Exactly. There's an eclipse, which is some really spooky stuff. <laughs> like the moon somehow <laughs> cut in front of the earth or something even stranger. I don't know. Lavos floated out of. Yeah. Whatever. Something happened. It's really weird. It's very weird. Uh, and then you end up back at that pivotal moment in time with Chrono very, very, very slowly being pulled in towards Lavos. Mm-hmm. I think he'll eventually get right in front of Lavos and you just replace his animate life full body with a lifeless clone, which must be hella realistic. Well, I like the premise that you can sub a person out of time for an inanimate object as long as it looks like the person that you're subbing <laughs> I now have this image in my head of like a straw doll, like the crappiest 
chrono facsimile. It's like a mop, a mop with like red dye, just like a bl- blue shirt. Doesn't even matter. Just like stuffing sticking out of it. And it's like, oh man, do you think the clone will work? And you're like, whatever, just throw it in there. You wonder is, can you put a, a, a real live person in there who does not look like chrono to replace them in time? Will time be satisfied with that? Would you sacrifice a party member to get chrono back? Ooh. Yeah, that's that's getting really spicy. It's getting Breath of Fire 2, where the Dragon Clan's like, to attain this ultimate spell, you must choose one of your own to sacrifice. Wait, does that actually happen? Literally all of your all of your party members are in different rooms and, and you go in and you talk to all of them and they're like, if that's what I gotta do to beat beat the great evil, so be it. The the point is you're supposed to choose Ooh. yourself at the end. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But okay. uh, I've, de- I've definitely gone to the party member and been like, sorry, man, you, uh, you didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be funny, but it would be interesting narratively if there was a chance that it didn't work. Oh, wow. Like if there was a special requirement to get Chrono's doll, but you couldn't. So somehow you replaced Chrono with somebody else and it didn't work and you only got one shot. Like what, what happened if you, because you can get dolls of everyone, right? You can get dolls of everyone. You can get like a dozen cats or something. What if you put a doll of Magus instead of Chrono in that scene where Magus is already there? For a split second, Magus. <laughs> like when, when time resumes for whatever value of sense that makes, Magus is just like, wait, did I just die? <laughs> Heck. Don't think too hard about that. Yeah. One thing that I found interesting uh, doing the research for this was, you know, it, when we play, when you play through the game the first time, or in my case, even the nth time, or, and like at least the 10th time, I'm just like, yeah, that's what happens, obviously. If you want to save someone in time, you go to the top of a big mountain, you throw an egg in the air, and then you get to use a clone of them to replace wherever they died in time, obviously. Pretty simple. But when I was doing the research, I came across some information from a pre from the pre-release of Chrono Trigger from the Chrono Compendium, which describes kind of like what's the key bit of you know, why does it have to be Death Peak to activate the time egg? Like like we'll set aside for the fact we have no idea how the time egg works. I'm assuming that Chrono Cross expands on that lore, obviously. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it would, actually. Oh, does it? <laughs> I, I think it actually does. Ah, so much. <laughs> time travel is complicated. But the thing in Chrono Trigger is like, okay, so fine, we've got a magic egg that brings people back from the dead. Why, why do you need to go to Death Peak? And apparently in the pre-release, uh, the old man, which is Gaspar, says, the strongest point of the space-time distortion generated by Lavos, you must try using it on the peak of Death Mountain. And then the part that's pretty much the same is, but will it work? That will depend on your thoughts towards Chrono. Interesting. Okay, so we have like sort of a nexus point at the top of Death Mountain, which is an interesting little tidbit there, because Death Peak does not seem to be special in any way. It is the only uh, vestige of like natural terrain on the map in the future. But like as you're going up it, it's just a bunch of weird shell creatures with goo inside and lava spawns (laughs) on probably the ugliest color palette in the game. Yeah, it's like, what if winter and purple decided to, like, <laughs> yeah, it was, it's not great. No. I think the reason for that actually does make sense. There are things that tie that together. In a previous episode, when we, we talked about Hecarin, we learned that Hecarin, I think it was in the Japanese or in the pre-release, that somebody says that Hecarin is actually guarding where Lavo sleeps. Yeah. And we also know that when the Black Omen rises, it is sitting over top of where Hecarin's cave is. The Black Omen sits across the same spot across space-time in the same location. So when mm. you get to the future, it's sitting right on top of Death Peak. What that means is 
The Black Omen is where the Ocean Palace is. The Ocean Palace is where Lavos is. Hecarim's Cave is where Lavos is. And that means the Death Peak is where Lavos is in 2300 AD. Dang. That's where, that's where Lavos sleeps, but by that point, he'd already woken up. Yeah, that is a question that I still need answers to. <laughs> like, I feel, I feel like he could can, be gone. Exactly. We know that in 1999, Lavos erupts. We can assume that Death Peak is 300 years of Lavos's stuff accumulating and all the magma and whatnot. And we can assume that the spawns are there because they're ready. They've grown up and they're ready to flee the nest and go invade other planets and destroy them. But yeah, the part that's a question to me is like, is Lavos still alive? Is Lavos dead? Did Lavos peace out? Yeah, the, the Black Omen is not operational. Uh, when you go visit it. it. It's like, there's no life energy, sorry. Except for its ability to levitate. Details. <laughs> Imagine if, if if the Black Omen was like in the sea or something. Oh, like it fell over? Yeah, just part of it like sticking out of the water. That would be interesting. I feel like there's some scenes in Chrono Cross that are similar to that. Probably. I mean, the thing that clears everything up is like when you beat one of the Black Omens, it like disintegrates, I believe. Yes. Disintegrates and sends you to Lavos. Yeah, so there's a couple unanswered questions about Death Peak itself. Coming back to the Chrono Trigger side quest, the thing that I want to ask you, G, is, is Chrono worth saving? I'm not talking about mechanically, because mechanically <laughs> the answer is 100% yes. The answer is Falcon Hit. Falcon It's too, <laughs> it's too good. I was learning about how damage and things work in Chrono Trigger, and I was like, yes, this is why Falcon Hit is great. This is why Isla and Chrono are great. But like, other than that, other than like techs and and like attacks and and whatnot, is Chrono worth saving? We know that the reunion ending is supposed to be the canonical ending because you can but do not have to save Chrono. We know that Chrono's been there the whole game and we know that he sacrificed himself, like sure. And he's sort of a proxy for the player. But does that mean that we should save him? Which is a better ending? Um, yeah, I know it does work better if Krona's not resurrected within the game, narratively, because he's brought this group together and sacrificed himself and they all beat this insane world consuming monster because of him in his memory. Also, much more fun for Krona to come back after Lavos has been defeated than before. I think about that every time we play the game. What you said is 100% true. It's, it's more interesting when he's dead. But I also think when we play the game and we bring him back, I'm like, well, okay, how can anything top that? Like, the game psychs you out. The game is like, we're going to kill the main character. And if you're not paying attention, they're permanent. They're they're like dead for good. And then if you bring him back, you're like, okay, I guess we'll go fight some dumb robots. I guess we'll go get a a magic snail shell. (laughs) What? How can any of that compare? Like, the only thing that compares, and it's not even in the Super Nintendo version, is if you go face, like, the Dream Devourer with Magus. Yeah, that's the only version of Escalation that works, right? Yeah, because he, cause him coming back should be part of the celebration. But game mechanically, you might want him around. I know I, I lean very heavily on Falcon Hit, but I think it's also more challenging as a game when you don't have Chrono. It is. It's, uh, he's a cornerstone attacker. You do a lot of damage. Yeah, like, he's good at attack, like... His magic isn't amazing, but he has some... He has life, doesn't he? Or life team or something? He does. He has life. And he's fast. Yeah, you get Confuse going with the rainbow and the prism specs, and you get like 2,500 HP a a hit. That question ended up being shorter than... (laughs) I was like, (laughs) is Chrono worth saving? Let's let's have some some 
tricky opinions and you're like t uh chrono is absolutely <laughs> worth saving <laughs> which uh, i'm i'm okay with the only the reason that i asked this too is because like you said chrono does technically bring everyone together to do this but i always feel like when i'm playing the game the he doesn't really do that i mean he doesn't because he doesn't ever say anything it's almost to the point of comedy that he doesn't say anything luca or marl will be like hey chrono should we save the village or should we burn the village to the ground <laughs> and you're like uh save the village and you're like chrono said we should save the village every every question that chrono is asked can be answered by him brandishing his sword i'm trying to think of a situation where that is not true and cannot think of a single instance like i don't think he's ever asked a, a complex question that requires like more than a let's do it answer <laughs> okay so this is it hey this is how it ends this is the end of the road that started that fateful day damn made so many mistakes and it cost me so much to get here and for what what was this all for was it worth it to lose my best friend to be trapped in a world falling into nothingness to take everyone down with me along the way worth it why did i do this nothing is worth the price that i've paid robo oh my god you're alive dimensional anomalies detected damn it i know you've been saying that since he fixed you and i believe you but what does it mean what does any of this all mean robo oh thank goodness robo there's still a part of you that survived. You need to be more careful. You're not invincible, you know. Uh, what? But I can fix you later. It's just as I thought. It's in bad shape. Holy shit. Are, are you Luca? The one and only. But who are you? Your clothing looks strange. Are you also from the future? No, I... I've got nothing left. I, I've i lost my friend and nearly killed Robo. I'm useless. I'm just here to accept my fate at this point. Accept your fate? As long as there's any chance of changing the future, you've got to take it. Wait a second, it's you! Yeah, you're the ones I've been watching through the telepodcaster. Do you have any idea of what you and your friend have done? No, I really don't. I'm in way over my head here. Robo keeps going on about temporal distortions, but I don't know what that means. It's your fault. You're the one who's been causing the distortion. The Zeal Archives is a Nixcast production and can be found on most podcatchers or at the source, zealarchives.com. If you have comments, criticisms, or kudos for episodes past, present, or future, we are on Twitter and Facebook as Zeal Archives. To learn more about the hosts, TNG, 
You can also check out thenextcast.com or on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at thenextcast.com.